Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. In Christ Jesus, we have Christ Jesus living in us. Now, you're explaining to us what this means this week, Colin. We're looking closely at some verses in Colossians chapter 1 and 2. And uh, over to you. Well, let me just review what we've discovered from these chapters of what it means to have Christ in us for the benefit of any listeners who weren't able to hear what we've been saying the last two, two days. Now, the scripture is very clear that there is this great mystery that is the truth about those who are born again and have received the Spirit of God, that Christ himself has come to live in us. Not a blessing from Christ, but Christ himself through the power of his Spirit, through the person. And we've seen that this Christ is the image, is the manifestation, the perfect manifestation of God himself. And he lives in you as a believer. He is the one through whom all things were created and came into being. And he lives in you. He is the one who is before all things. He's number one. He's the first. He is above and beyond all that he has made. And he lives in you. He is the head of the body of the church. You are just a, a member of that body, but you have the head, Christ, living in you. In everything, Christ is to have the supremacy. So the one who is to have the supremacy in all things lives in you. He is described by Paul as the one in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, and he lives in you. All the wisdom and knowledge of God is in Christ and is therefore in you. That in Christ, all the fullness of God lives. And Paul says, you have been given that fullness. The fullness of all who Christ is, is in you. And as I said at the end yesterday, this is simply the fulfillment of what Jesus said. I have come that men may have life and have it in all its fullness. What life? His life. God's life. Eternal life. And that life is in you as a believer. Such an investment. Such an investment, but such amazing grace that God should so clean up our lives, forgive us our sins, make us totally acceptable in his sight, that he should be able to come and live in us, want to come and live in us. Or as Jesus himself said, the Father and the Son come to make their home with us. And the way that this happens is by him coming to live within us. Absolutely amazing. Now, all these things are true. 
but it immediately raises for us some questions. Well, if I have Christ in all his fullness living in me, why do I experience problems? Because in Christ there are no problems. Why do sometimes I have needs? Because in Christ there are no needs. Why are there such negative things that so often afflict me and impinge upon my life when I have Christ, God's Son, living in me by the power of his Spirit? Those are very reasonable questions. Now, if we go back to where we started this week, verse 27 of chapter 1 of Colossians, that God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Ah, so where's the problem? Where's the need? Where's the lack? It can't be in Christ. So it it must be in you. Christ is the perfect manifestation of God. He is the first. He is supreme above all. He is the one through whom all things came into being. He has the fullness of life. And he's come to live in you with all of that, with all the riches, all the treasures of his wisdom and understanding and knowledge. So then, all these problems must be because of you. Wrong. Because, you see, Paul continues to give the Colossians this revelation. You have died. Now, you see, our minds are going to be stretched again. But let's look at what the Scripture says. Chapter 3. Since then you have been raised with Christ... Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Not will be in the future. Not after this life when you go to heaven. But now, your life is hidden with Christ in God. So there's a complementary truth here. Christ lives in us because we live in Christ. But I don't want to get into the whole revelation of what it means to live in Christ because we've got enough to think about for the moment. I've often spoken about that in this program. Let's just stick for a moment to the part of the revelation of Christ being in us. You have died. What's he talking about? When did we die? Well, you see, Paul says if one man has died, all mankind has died. What Jesus did on the cross was not just to take sins, but sinners. Those that commit the sin, those who are guilty of the sin. He died the death that we deserve as the punishment for our sins. In order that we might be not only spared from that punishment, 
but be completely forgiven, restored to relationship with God, to be reconciled with Him, to be made totally acceptable in His sight, so that then He could fulfill His plan and purpose, which was to come and live in us, so that He can work out His life in us and through us. Is this a process, Colin? Does it take time? No. It's an event that happens right at the beginning of your Christian experience. Is it irreversible? It takes time to work it all out in your experience because the whole of your Christian life is a working out of what God does at the beginning. But you see, why I'm speaking about this so strongly this week is if you don't believe what he's done at the beginning, you can't see it worked out in your life. And whatever you're doing in your Christian life is somehow going to fall short of God's best plan and purpose because that plan and purpose is actually dependent upon you believing that he has done what he says he has done and he has come to live in you and given you the fullness of his life so that, as Jesus said, rivers of living water will flow out of you because you know that you have Christ himself living in you and it doesn't matter what situation arises, you are going to be able to prevail, to overcome. Now, we're going to see in the coming days as to how all that works out. But you see, another key element in this is that when Christ went to the cross, he took me, took the old person that I was, he took the one that was the sinner, and he put the sinner to death, and he made me a new creation in whom he comes to live, a brand new person with a brand new heart. God promised through his prophet Ezekiel, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. So you see, right at the beginning of his Christian life, your Christian life, he makes you completely new, a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. And the difference between the new creation and the old is that in this new creation, Christ lives in all the fullness of his life. So in what sense have we died? Well, we've died to sin. We've died to living according to the standards of this world. Now God is initiating a completely new and different lifestyle within us, the life of his kingdom. And he told us to pray, may your kingdom come, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But you see, Jesus said to the disciples, the kingdom isn't over here or over there. The kingdom of God is within you. And when does the kingdom of God come within you? When the king of heaven comes to live in you. When Christ is born in you. When you receive the spirit of Christ. When you can say, along with Paul, yes, Christ lives in me, the hope of glory. I have died to a person without Christ. I am now alive as a new creation with Christ living in me. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 